Hello and welcome to In Bed with Neil Moody. I'm Neil Moody, editorial hairstylist, YouTuber, Instagrammer, etc, etc. And throughout my 25 year career in the fashion and beauty industry so far, I've been lucky enough to have met and worked with some amazing and talented people. My In Bed with Neil Moody podcast series focuses around the professional and personal life stories of some of those individuals who also think outside the box. I hope to give you an insight into their world, what they're up to and where they're going next. My guest on this episode is British male model turned movement coach Roger Frampton. Born in Northamptonshire but spending his teen years growing up in East London, he began weight training at the age of 15 and trained as a carpenter after he left school. He was scouted as a model at the age of 19 and modelled for 15 years. He was also a personal trainer, but a chance gymnastics class made him rethink his training regime, focusing on movement instead of fitness. After adapting his training, he then created the Frampton Method, which led to his appearance on TED Talks, discussing why sitting on chairs destroys you. His talk resonated with so many people that the Frampton Method is now world-renowned, leading to him publishing his own book and his work being in high demand the world over. I met Roger in his new London home to discuss all things Frampton and what this movement guru's next plan is to get the whole world bending, stretching and touching its toes. Hi Roger. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm good. We're here in, um, so we're here in Roger's lovely uh, apartment in Barnes. And um, so Roger, I want to start with a little life history of you. Tell us your name, where you come from, kind of thing. Um, just for people listening to know, you know, who you are, if they don't already. Um, so where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Northamptonshire oh, with my family. I didn't know that. No, did you not know it? No. Have you been? Well, I'm from Birmingham and I've got family in Northampton. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it was like near, yeah, it was near Northamptonshire, but then we moved to, to London when I was quite young. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Yeah, so then I went to school in Stratford. Right. So would you squeeze up for London then? Oh, uh, I was probably like 12. So, yeah, kind of. I yeah. guess like, those are like crucial years. Yeah. I quickly changed from a Northampton accent. <laughs> <laughs> it like my brummy accent. Yeah, right. Yeah. When you realise if I talk like this, I'm just going to get like <laughs> so ripped. <laughs> it's so funny, yeah. And then suddenly I'm just like, I'm yeah. not speaking like that. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine me with a brummy accent and I move into London. Because the minute I look at my mouth, people go, you're from Birmingham, aren't you? And I'll be like, oh no. But I tried. Oh, I'm not post. And so what was your childhood life? You grew up, you grew up in Stratford. I mean, that's mm. really urban, isn't it? As a place. Yeah, this is, this is pre-Olympic Stratford. Well, this yeah. isn't, this isn't like the cool, yeah. cool place. Yeah, it's not Olympic Stratford. Right? No, this was, yeah, this was 22 years ago. So yeah. yeah uh, when I went to school there. Yeah, no, Stratford was pretty crazy. Mm. Quite different to uh, Northamptonshire. Yeah. yeah. Were you good at school? Um, was I good? In what way? Well, like, I, I, don't, I don't mean in behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, wasn't no, but good was, Were you academic? Um, no, I left with no GCSEs at all. Right. Yeah, I don't have any GCSEs, no qualifications. Yeah. Um, I was never really interested in the kind of academic stuff. 
I was good at it. I just couldn't sit down for long periods of time, which probably leads. It's <laughs> probably exactly good that I do what I do. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't like sitting still. No, do I don't. You? I don't sit. I don't like sitting still at all. I never got on in class just because I was always told off for disrupting the class. Yeah. And for fidgeting and for not being still. <laughs> like I'm all. I'm all about movement. <laughs> but were you sporty at school? Um, no, not really. No, I like. Um, I just didn't like sitting down. Right. No, I went sports. I won the fidget. Uh, yeah, basically, just a constant fidget, yeah. all, like all the time. Um, yeah, my whole family are really. We're all like mad fidgets. We're just mm. always toe tapping. Just come to Christmas with us. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's like, well, can you just sit still? For a <laughs> <laughs> so I read that you started going to the gym when you were about sixteen. Is that right? Yeah, maybe a little bit earlier. Maybe for like maybe fifteen. Mm. Yeah. And what provoked that? What made you go, I'm going to stop going to the gym? I think I, when I was 15, I started watching loads of um, movies mm. about like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and they're all the same pretty much. The guy was like had a six pack and he won the day and he was the hero. And you're so like, I was like, I want to be the hero. <laughs> Did every guy want to be? I think so. Oh, just yeah. every yeah, every movie in those days was just like the hero of the film was jacked. So yeah. if I get jacked, maybe I'll be a hero. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. This, that was like fifteen year old thinking. So yeah. I was like, um, I just started going to the gym and started. Yeah. I remember like I walked into the gym in Stratford and I was just like, I just want to get massive. And what size were you then? Though? Were you really skinny or? Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, I think I was skinny. Which means, like, when I, it's, it's good if you get someone who's skinny who's, who puts on muscle, then you end up lean. Yeah. Which is good. I don't, I don't, like, all my family are quite skinny. Mm. Like, naturally. Well, because, because we're so, <laughs> because we're so fidgety. Well, yeah. yeah. Because we just, yeah. you just don't stop moving. There was mm. this program on the other week talking about people that can't put on weight because they just fidget non stop and they film mm. them and you just see them and they just. Do you know who's like that? My current assistant, Tom. Right. He's literally like a beanpole, but he yeah. cannot sit still. And he said to me, even when we're not working, he's like, I have to be up, I've got to be doing things. He goes to the gym at like eight in the morning, and yeah. he's up running around, and he, he'll phone me, do you want me to do anything for you? Like, <laughs> Just sit down for a minute. But yeah, he's really like super lean. Mm. Almost to the point where, and he eats like yeah. so much food. And I'm like, where the... Going, you know yeah, these guys are just junking it out, but they yeah. realise they're on they're constantly on a calorie deficit. The yeah. more I eat, the more I freaking fidget. Yeah. I, <laughs> so have, I have the opposite. Yeah. The more <laughs> I eat, the less I move. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it's good you say that. It just shows why we just can't have the same overall diet for yeah. everyone rather yeah. than like this is the way you should be eating because yeah. we, we all like move differently. Yeah. And also, I mean, I've realised that everyone's got different metabolisms, haven't they? And, mm. and is it genetics, really, isn't it? Like oh, yeah, for how sure. you're made up. And, you know, I, my family, I'm funny enough, I'm the tallest out of all of my family. And I, I don't know why, but because my mum and dad were always quite short. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I ended up, I'm like three, four inches taller than my sister, my mum and my dad. Right. But I was always the really lean one. My dad was always a bit portly. My mum's kind of just normal. Yeah, genetically, we're not really a skinny family, which okay. really annoys me. But yeah. I'm like, can I get a bit of that skinny gene? <laughs> I know, it is. It's just like sometimes I wish I could just relax and just yeah. be still. And I'm just like, it annoys me. Some yeah. people can just chill and relax. <laughs> and I just, 
Yeah, so there's definitely benefits to, benefits to both. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so when I went to the gym, I was just, yeah, my goal was just to get jacked. And then from there, you wanted to be a personal trainer, didn't you? Is that what provokes that? Is that um, what was it? Was it in that order? No, I, can't, I, I went to the gym, I was, just, I was just pumping weights for a few years, because I didn't start modelling until I was 19. which Because you were like, a carpenter, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I've got an MVQ in carpentry. Mm. That, was, that was before I was modelling, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so then... Um, um, when I become, yeah, no, I did, I wasn't to become a personal trainer until right, about so four, about four years into modeling. Yeah. Right. So how did you get discovered as a model? Um, Simon Harris. Oh, I know Simon. Do you know Simon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Select. Yeah. So yeah. It was, my brother had a bar in Chelsea, and um, it was my sister's party, and he came and he was there, and um, yeah, he scouted me, and um, yes, yeah, so I went to Select, and then. Um, they gave me a portfolio, took took Polaroids, like actual pictures, <laughs> put me put them in an actual portfolio, and uh, yeah. Was it weird like someone just coming up to you at the bar going? No, because I think because my sister knew him, and then two of my older oh. brothers were, were already. So it wasn't him. just like. No, no, it wasn't. So just random dude. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah, because that, that that <laughs> Sorry, Simon, you're not. No, no, you're right. No, mate, no. Um, like my sister knew him, and then my other brothers had already shot with him. Ah, right. Yeah, so they were already modelling. Yeah, I wasn't really interested in it, to be honest. I was more into my carpentry. And then, um, yeah, and then I got a scout and I realised you can just hang out. <laughs> and I was Beach, like... Beach is Eva, yeah, I was just like, mm, yeah, I think this is much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about actually being a carpenter, you're fidgety, aren't you? Yeah, you're just constantly, constantly making just, stuff. Yeah, just on the move. Yeah. So what age were you when you started modelling? So that? I started modelling when I was 19. 19. Hmm. Bit late actually. Yeah, it's very yeah, very late. But I, I I think I was I was modelling with loads of guys that were like sixteen. Mm. So I just I just I've always looked pretty young for my age. Yeah. Because so, um, I was trying to work out the other day when I first met you. Remember recently I found those pictures of you from a show in New York. Right. Which I think was oh, the yeah, Mark yeah. Goebel show, if I remember. Yeah, right. yeah. And I think you were actually my hair test model for the show. Okay. I think you yeah, came I and I that. did your hair and we, you know, we, we, for anyone that doesn't know, we have to um, do like hair and makeup tests and get the, design the style for the actual show, which is normally the day after. So yeah, and I remember you were my test model. Right. <laughs> so um, sorry if I was a pain in the ass. No, no I, don't, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Well actually, I remember when I sent you the pictures and you went yeah, to I remember that. think I was quite drunk. <laughs> Oh, that Marlonga! I was definitely drunk at the show. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we went out partying, and I, I remember that like, I was like, I need to get the show out of the way because yeah. I was just so hungover, <laughs> which is terrible. But but that's just the life. Of, did you do a lot of shows hungover? Yeah, pretty yeah. much did every show hungover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Milan and Paris. The thing is, we we used to go to Milan and Paris, and if if you're healthy, you don't get picked for the shows. When we were like hungover really? and like. Well, that was my theory. <laughs> <laughs> the, the more, the more. When you look better, you didn't get picked. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember when I tried and I made an effort to like look good for Milan and Paris. It didn't really work. And then when I went there and I just freaking partied and I was hungover and I just didn't like give a fuck. Um, then suddenly I'd get picked and I was just like, all right, or. Oh. Maybe know. just because you looked a bit rough around yeah, the edges, exactly. they like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe just because I just didn't care. And Ooh, like, yeah. rather than just like thinking, oh, okay, I need to get this show. It was just, it just wasn't important. I was, yeah. It was just more for fun. Mm. <laughs> Did you like modelling though? 
Did you enjoy it? Was it? Um, or yeah, did you yeah. Find it a pain? No, definitely in the in the earlier days, I liked it. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's different now to how it used to be. So, would you say you went back to training more again? No, because so whilst I was modelling, I did um, a training diploma, and I was always studying while whilst I was because I, I modelled for fifteen years. Yeah. So the whole time I was modelling, I was always doing courses and mm. um, bits of personal training as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was always like a, a side gig, but I just, especially like seven years ago, I just really started to focus more on the training. Yeah. Because it was more that the training I could control. Like when if if I get an email saying there's a casting, like that's not they you know they know what they're looking for. I'm not going to change my face. You know, this is my face. This is yeah. what, what I look like. This is my height. This is my body. Yeah. Um, whereas with training, I can. I can dictate where that training is going. I can write a book. I can write programs. I can, I can build the business. I am the business. Yeah. Whereas with modelling, it's it's not my business. But it's, you're in control of it, aren't you? Versus mm. as a model, it's like with me as a hairdresser. People say, "Oh, you're so you're so lucky to work yourself." I'm like, I don't really control when I work. Well, okay. Other people control that because. Mm. I'm like you, I'm, I'm established, but and people know what I do and they know my work, but I don't decide. I'm not. I don't make that final decision to go. Yeah, I'm doing that job. All I can say is I'd like to do that job, and then hope that I get booked for it. Right. <laughs> so, which is the same as you guys, really, isn't it? Because mm. whilst you're on hold for that job, so are a couple of other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same with us. So, it's a little bit can be a bit unnerving, I think. So, so seven years ago, you started the training thing. Yeah, I think I started it full time. But yeah, I was, I was, so I was training when I was younger. I was doing courses and then bits of personal training throughout my modelling career. Yeah. And then definitely six, seven years ago, something started to change. Where I just started to look at it as like a more full-time career. Yeah. Yeah, so I just went down the more um, the full-time route. Mm-hmm. But you, so from what I know, tell me if I'm wrong, <laughs> you went to a gymnastics class. Yeah. And that's when something tweaked in your head and went, hang on, I need to change the way I'm training. Yeah. So through modelling, which is, is a good reason I got into modelling, actually, because I had to change the style that I trained. Right. Because if I was just banging out weights, trying to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and going to Milan, where you'd have to fit a 38 jacket. <laughs> you'd be busted out. Yeah. <laughs> Those two don't add up. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly, and 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 loads of designers are like, oh, is your shoulders too big. Well, especially in Japan, that's just like a no go. Yeah, yeah, they were Paris, but yeah, Milan was always like before. It's like Armani and Dolce. They were all like you like bigger guys, forty suit, and you'd be good. I had, it almost forced me to change my thinking in terms of training. So, so you I, just thought I've got to try and be leaner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, it was more the avoidance of weights. So I was like, if I'm doing weights, I'm just going to get bigger in terms of putting on muscle. Mm-hmm. So, but I still wanted to train, so I would only do body weight. Right. And then I was like, who are the masters of body weight? And for me, it's like gymnasts. Although when they do get to their peak, they still get quite big. Yeah. But you can still work on the flexibility elements, which gymnasts are like super flexible. Yeah. Um, they are ridiculous. Yeah. Flexible, and lean as well, just strong and just, it's more, it was more the functional aspect, which mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like they move so much in line with how we're evolved to move. Mm-hmm. And like they're just strong, lean, flexible, and are just like awesome. Yeah. 
So what then made you go, okay, I'm going to take this and develop the fountain method? Because when I walked in there, I, could, I couldn't touch my toes. I couldn't do any of what they call basic, mm. right? And so they were looking at me straight. Right, no, <laughs> but most people can't. And, yeah. and that's the reality. Yeah. And when I'm, if I walk into a class and I can't do it, and I'm supposed to be a personal trainer and a model, and people looking at my physique like I'm wanting to train with me, mm. and then I can't even do the, the basics of gymnastics. Mm. And I'm like, well, so the Frampton method is taking gymnastic exercises, scaling them down so much that the general public can yeah. even attempt to go down that route. Mm. And so yeah, the the whole book is loads of gymnastic exercises. But then you've also there's other elements of it. Mm. The, when I study functional movement, that's looking at how kids move naturally. Right. So that's also another element of it, which is separate to gymnastics. Mm. What how is that different though? Is that just because kids? I remember talking to you about this before. When we when we're born, mm. our bodies are just like rubber almost, aren't they? Like yeah. No, it's just completely like a flexible mess almost. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. By the way, I have done Roger's course <laughs> just so people know. I'm not sitting here talking about it and not knowing anything about no, it at all. I put myself it. through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the course, which was actually amazing, I have to say, and I learned a lot about my body as opposed to the body, mm. you know. But um, I remember talking to you in the beginning and you said that, you know, it's trying to get people back to the flexibility that we had as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realised we're probably never going to, I'm never going to be as flexible as when I was five years old, but you can definitely become more flexible than what you are, mm. right? For sure. Yeah, through obviously training and doing all that kind of stuff. I read that you said you're... You feel now that you're trying to undo all the damage that you've done to your body from weights. Do you totally condemn weight training now? No, 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 no. no. I get asked that a lot. I think that's. Or was is that a misquote? No, I think that's just that's that's me personally. So that's how I did weights. Right. Because my goal was just to get massive. Mm. Where I'm sure a lot of people doing weights, their goal is to you know lift it with a certain technique. Yeah. My only goal was to look good mm. and big <laughs> so would you say it's one because you i read that you said you took under all the damage mm. so would you say you haven't you didn't really damage yourself well yeah we're all damaged if, if yeah, yeah. <laughs> damaged goods right? <laughs> yeah. but if, if you look at if you look at my ability physically if you mm. had four-year-old roger in this room and he said four-year-old roger you know sit in a squat I, I, he, you know, he'd outdo me every time. Yeah. Four-year-old Roger, try and touch your toes. He'd be able to fold in. He'd, you know, he'd be able to roll on the floor and less likely to, you know, you know, crack his, crank his neck or, you know, or get knee pain. Yeah. He'd be able to roll around and he wouldn't, you know, he'd be so supple. Mm. So th- there was a conversation which happened after the gymnastics class when I went up to the coach who was teaching and I was like, how come these kids are all so you know, good at gymnastics, how come they're all so flexible? And he's like, we're all born flexible. If you as a kid walked in this room and you were trying to do this, you know, you'd fare way better. Mm. It's not that you're weak, it's that you're inflexible. A lot of people look at gymnastics and think that the the basis of gymnastics is strength. Mm. The premise of gymnastics is flexibility. No flexibility, no gymnastics. You have to be able to achieve the flexibility elements. So for me, achieving the flexibility elements means all the strength elements become mm. easier. Yeah. 
Would you say then genetically some people are definitely more flexible than others? Because you know, it's like anything with sportsmen, isn't it? I always think, you know, when you look at someone like Usain Bolt, not mm. everyone can run that fast. No, no way. <laughs> you know, not everyone can be Roger Federer, the tennis player who's won 20 grand slams. Not everybody can be, I don't know, you know, when you, but you, when you just think of like, I don't know, you know, like Muhammad Ali, not everybody can be that peak, can they? But would you say that people like them are born genetically slightly different to other people? Or do you think they just trained to become like that? No, it's, it's a good question because that's the difference between sport and human movement. Yeah. So if you look at it from a perspective of human movement and you look at how kids or how we're evolved to function, mm. all of us are evolved to pick things up from the floor by dropping down into a squat. Right. That's a human function. Mm. There's no like, you can get any four-year-old kid from anywhere, on the, one from Iceland, one from Africa, mm. and they'd all be able to do that. That's just a basic function of any able-bodied Right. human being yeah if you look at it from a sports perspective and that's what you do when you go to schooling mm. everyone gets branched out depending on their ability into different schools so there's like well we, i had this kid called chip at our school he's just super skinny yeah and he just lapped everyone on all these like long races and no one could beat him it was genetically perfect for him to be in that 800 meter race yeah if i put him on some gymnastic rings He'd probably be Chip would suck. <laughs> He'd probably be yeah. good, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, done. Yeah. But, so, and the same with yeah, but he, he probably wouldn't have the same ability as the run, as, as his run. No, run. and if I get got Bolt, you know, to run a marathon, he'd be dead in a couple yeah. of, you know, in a couple of, in like half an hour, yeah. he'd be like, you know, choking out. Like, oh my God, I can't do this. When you put him in a boxing ring, he'd get beaten up. Yeah. So it's, it's always, I don't know, he, if you know actually, he tried to be a footballer. Yes. Did you see that? Yeah, I did, did see Did you that. see him play? No, was he fat? <laughs> <laughs> but I think he actually scored. It was funny. Yeah. But I mean, it just, it was just like, it's almost, you've just put someone in the wrong sport. People have switched sports and, yeah. it, and it can happen if you trade. Mm. But generally, if you look at, you know, people like, there's, a certain percentage of people who play basketball are over seven foot. Like we, yeah. we can't all just go in and just be like, I'm a basketball. So yeah, definitely we get categorized into different sports. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the our genetic basic function as a human being, we all should be able to to touch our toes, to yeah. sit cross-legged on the floor without knee pain, to squat, squat be able to pick things so up off the you're, floor. You're big on the squats. Yeah, and just and whenever I speak about the squat, just so the listeners are aware, I'm talking about your ability to pick something up off the floor without letting your heels leave the ground. Yeah. So think bottom row of a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should be. Wait, able do to you know what? It's not the fact I can't squat. It's the fact I can't get up because my knees won't let me get up. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that, that will come from every, anything. Like, you know, we're, we're not evolved to put on a pair of shoes and walk out the door every yeah. day, which we do because of the services that we walk around mm. on. You know, there's, there's loads of reasons why we can't. But basically, I've been on a mission for the last however many years to get, firstly, get my function back mm. and then get my flexibility back. Yeah. So I use gymnastic exercises as almost a premise for. Um, me getting my basic function back. Mm. But isn't what you do a mix of like gymnastics, a bit of yoga, and anything else? Like yeah, Pilates so or? no, I've I've never done Pilates, right. but with with yoga, I've I've done it. I've worked with yoga teachers, but a lot of there's a big crossover between yoga and gymnastics. Mm. On a visual basis, a lot of exercises look the same. So I'll put up like a gymnastic exercise. 
and someone will go, no, that's called that yoga, which it probably is. I'm sure it is. Mm. Like, I don't really care what you can call it, whatever you want. Yeah. It's just, what's the... Do you make your own names up? Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah. I just, you know, you, you can take any exercise and you can break that down into 50 exercises and call it anything. The mm. wall sit, the wall lean, the wall twist, yeah. like... They're like the name doesn't matter if if there was a kid playing on the ground here, you'd see the kid move through. Well, the kid would have a name for any of it. Yeah, it? it would. It would move through hundreds of yoga poses, quote unquote, mm. and you know people are like, oh, we should get kids to do yoga, or maybe we should just still be kids and we wouldn't <laughs> need to do yoga <laughs> if we, if, we, if everyone moved around like they were designed to function, yeah. there would be there'd be yeah. no need to do ever do yoga. So what would you say probably the worst things that people do that sort of stop them from being so flexible? Because I know we talked about when I started doing your course with you, um, you kept saying to me, you're, you try to get people to sit on the floor a lot more, mm-hmm. which by the way, I now do. Awesome. I sit a lot more on the floor at home than I do on my sofa because Good. of you. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. No, um, because I remember you saying that you move more, you don't stay in the same place as much, you don't mm. slouch so much. and. That definitely happens, I think. Now I'm now I'm doing it and I'm conscious of it. Amazing. I sit and eat my dinner on the floor. Fantastic. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that you know, in Japan that, that you know yeah, they're, cool. they're they're known for, for doing it. So it's not unnormal. Mm-hmm. It's just if 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 you if you look back on uh, just Google where did chairs come from? And chairs became a thing about stature and power. Mm-hmm. That's that's how chairs started. Then they became a thing about comfort. It's got nothing to do with the function of your human body. It's for comfort. That's for, it's for the purpose of comfort. And we all know when you get uncomfortable, that's where the rewards are. You, yeah. And you can't expect to go home, be comfortable, and get anything from it. So if anytime you're feeling really comfortable or you're cozy, then yeah, you're you're not getting any rewards for. Yeah, this is where being a fidget's good. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm lucky. I'm like the the fact that I'm fidgety. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I sit on the floor all the time. Sitting on the floor, it just forces you to. You can't lean back mm-hmm. where you can on a sofa. You yeah. you'll start to feel uncomfortable, so you'll switch to another pose if you would, mm-hmm. and you'll keep switching between uh, poses constantly. And again, if 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 you wanted to, to um, a good place to start, what you said, sitting on the floor is, is a really good, yeah, a really good starting. Do you place. know what I love in all your? Because um, Roger's quite prolific on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> and um, does I love all your videos that you put on Insta stories because it's like you're chatting to people. It's like someone's there but they're not, <laughs> and I love that. But. I love the fact that you're like hanging on bars on the tube and then like, you know, you're hanging off a fence in a park and stuff Mm. like that. And I think what's brilliant about that, and again, you taught me this a little bit, is that you don't need all this equipment everywhere. You know what I mean? You can actually do all these movement things. I mean, I have to say, getting on the tube here probably wasn't the best tube right for me to (laughs) to be hanging from the bar because I was rammed up against the tour. But but generally, you know, Oh, but I have to ask you, how come every tube ride you hang on the bar from, it yeah. always looks like the tube's empty? Do you go at like four in the morning or something? <laughs> no, there's... I, <laughs> I've lived in London for a long time. Anyone that lives in London for a long time knows you always walk down the platform to the front carriage. Yeah. Right? Always. If you get on at the middle, you're packed. And yeah. like, 
even on busy times, people just can't be asked to walk to the front. Whereas yeah. I always walk. And by the way, and sometimes it can be four or five tube journeys, and I'll pick the one which is the least empty. Right. And it's only just to stop so I don't film other people that don't want to. So be you're like the crazy person just going back and forth on the tube. No, no, I'm not, no. I'll just I'll just get it randomly. I won't. I won't. I'll be on my way somewhere and get it. I'll yeah. never just go on the tube just to. Get, <laughs> just to just to get, yeah, basically, I took, a, I took a suitcase of a hundred outfits <laughs> <laughs> and then filmed them in different backgrounds. Yeah. And I'm just, it to yeah, the day, and now yeah. I just roll them out. Yeah, let's get the Bakerloo lines, that'd be brown. <laughs> yeah, but we just styled it like a fashion shoot. <laughs> but, but yeah, but, I like that, but you've also got YouTube videos, haven't you, as well? That people can follow and watch and yeah, there is yeah, there is some um, yeah, there's some follow along videos. There's there's I think there's two follow along workouts at the minute. One is more like a strength um, version, and one's like a flexibility. But um, it's like fifteen minutes. Mm. Yeah, on YouTube, and then a lot of the stuff on Instagram is all follow along. Yeah, uh, that people can use. But the thing with the thing what you said about trains and tubes, the reason I do it when I'm on the train, there's only one other type of person hanging. Do you know who that will be? Kid. <laughs> Kids. Yeah. yeah. Every kid, they look at those bars like exactly. they're in a candy shop. Yeah. Like they, they stare at them and they get on them. And the person that tells them to get down usually is doing that because they feel embarrassed. Yeah. You know, they feel like they're a bad parent because their yeah. kids are playing up. Um, yeah. They just, I guess in a way, they're kind of exercising, aren't they? But they are. It, but they're playing as well. Yeah, and like, thing. but if you saw an adult get on and do what kids do, you'd be like, what's wrong with that adult? <laughs> <laughs> they're literally swinging circles, yeah. they're like hanging, swinging, like laughing, then like, they're mm. like, I, I want to film, obviously I'm not going to start filming kids on the tube, <laughs> but I'm just like, it just reminds me how yeah. I used to not care. When, mm. when you're a kid, you don't care what people think. Yeah. You, you jump on the train and you just enjoy yourself and you see bars as a playground mm. and yeah the only the thing that stops it and it's with it's just I don't know adults just annoy me so much <laughs> it's like yeah, all the adults yeah so yeah. Well, yeah so when I'm hanging I'm just saying just you know it's okay yeah. it's okay and I've been told off once and that was by someone who worked on the tube who told me that it's not safe to hang on the bars um, I questioned it because if the train crashed and you were holding onto the bar, right, are we saying that that bar would fall off? No, like I get that that's their policy, so, so loads of people don't hang on the bars, and it's just, but it's just a show. You, yeah. you need to, like, just not care. Have you seen those kids in New York, though? Yeah, tube? yeah, they do on the I've tracks. actually been on a tube, because I did a shoot in Brooklyn once, and I got the tube back into Manhattan, or whatever they, what they call it in New York, the uh, subway. Right. And, but they, like, entertain everyone, don't they? And they're like... They, I just was, I was videoing it. I was so blown away, and they're like hanging off the bars and swinging and doing all kinds of like turns and jumping off, and but it becomes like a street entertainment. But I actually never seen anyone do that in London. No, it's a bit of a shame in a way because they these guys are amazing in New York. Yeah, I think in London, I think they'd I think they'd come down hard on it. Well, <laughs> yeah. they'd be like yeah. arrested or something. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They probably no. When it becomes about trying to make money and like entertaining and just, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, they, even when I lived in New York, there was like signs that were like these these characters are not for swinging around on and <laughs> not for having fun. On. Yeah, not for having fun. On. But yeah. it's good. There's, but there's more and more outdoor parks lately. There's one um, Primrose Hill is a great one on the weekends that is packed with like families. Um, it's free. 
Um, there's one in Maida Vale. Again, it's completely free. There's an outdoor um, gym. There's probably about five or six over London. Mm. So yeah, if you're living in London, then you know go and explore or just literally Google outdoor gym. I think a lot of councils are trying to roll that out, aren't they? Where yeah, up and down the country actually, yeah. where there's going to be more outdoor. Kennington, there's yeah. there's one now, and it's Probably just Battersea as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, Battersea Park. Yeah, Battersea Park's got one exactly. So there's, mm. there's there's loads of different like little hidden spots, and you'll find that the people that go there, they're just literally just you know trying to move their body better. Yeah. Which is great. So do you feel now as somebody that's doing what you do, have you reached your ultimate goal flexibility-wise? No, I don't think there'll ever be one. No? No, I, I have different goals at different times. So this year it's the handstand. Right. So I've been, I've been working on that. So I need to hold a one-minute gymnastic handstand line mm. um, for 60 seconds. So I'm on about 35. So. Well, going back to the hanging, so what does the hanging do, by the way? Hanging is, is one of the most innate things that we can be doing. Um, to stretch the body, to elongate. Yeah. So I think when you're hanging, I'm not talking about pulling, as in like yeah. pulling yourself up or gripping even. It's more about, it will improve your grip strength. Mm. It will also but it will stretch all the tissues in, in your arms and in your shoulders and in your back. Mm. So, and you, the, the thing is, is you don't need to take your feet off the floor. Just hanging with your feet on the floor and just letting your arms go up. You almost want to think of pushing the bar upwards right. and, and letting you stretch. Mm. So rather seeing it as, it might feel like it's a strength exercise at first, but after a while, after done repetitively, it will feel like a stretch. Right. Yeah, because I suppose it's the only way you can actually really stretch your body from Above. the tip of your t- fingers to the tip of your toes. Yeah, you're, you're using your body weight to stretch, yeah. which is hard to do. Otherwise, you have to use a wall and then you mm. get your shot. You mean, this kind of things that we used to do on the online where you've kind of got your arm up in different yeah. positions. And I like that one. Yeah, that was good though. I like, I like how it, it felt like everything was loosening up around, um, what's this area? Yeah, like the area? chest. The chest. Yeah, yeah. God, I don't know what chest is. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, this bit is. This bit. <laughs> the chest. <laughs> so you've done the book. Yeah. And I actually just saw that that's been published in America now. Yeah. It was been Recently. About three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Three weeks ago we launched in the States. Mm. So, so far we've launched in um, America and where's the other one? Germany. Mm. Yeah, so England, Germany, America so far. And then I heard um, it's going to, it's been translated to somewhere in Asia. Which Great. is freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I remember when you first did the book, because I've got it, I've got a copy of it. Good. And you said to me, I feel like people buy the book and they don't read it. <laughs> Which I do think can happen with things like that, can't it? But I think the fact that it's being published elsewhere mm. shows that there is an interest in having the book. Yeah. It? No, but when it's, it's yeah, because as soon as someone tells me they've got the book, the first thing I'm like is, okay, and, right? Yeah. And what? And are you using it? And mm. has it helped you? Like, I don't care, you've got it. Yeah. I'd rather you give it to yeah. someone Thanks who's going to use it. it. Thanks yeah. for getting it. Thanks for getting it. <laughs> but let's talk about you using it. What, yeah. have, what have you got from it? Have you read it? But more importantly, have you actually you know, tried some of the exercises? Everything in that book is literally like everything in my head. And right now, nothing's really changed in the book. Yeah. Even that was, that was two years ago. Mm. Yeah, like more exercises have come out that are kind of variations of that. But literally, that is the whole premise of my belief on human mm. movement. Mm. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I've read it from front to back. I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. Sorry. But um, I definitely open it up and look for things because I, I sort of think, oh, well, that feels a bit tight. Let me see. Let me see what Roger would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Do you know what I mean? Looking for bits. And I'm still trying to get flat on my fucking feet with my heels with the squat, mm. which is, I still haven't quite achieved yet. Sorry, but I get it. It's, it ugh, I feel like I've got a, stuck, got a bit stuck, but we can talk about that afterwards. All right. um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely, doing your course has made me more aware, for sure. So um, I did what was called the Heroes course, right? Yeah. But that's not available anymore, is it? You've made some changes. No, no, yeah, you did the Heroes journey. Hero journey. You, you were the hero. On a journey. <laughs> I was on the journey. I don't know if I was a hero. No, yeah, it was, it was an idea I, I had. I moved because I had. I've got a mailing list I have every week. So everyone was like, "I oh, want you do something online because I had different people in different countries." So I started this online program called the Hero Journey, where I, where I could train. We use like Zoom software, and I could train live with people and yeah. teach them. Yeah, which was great because I mean, I as you know, when I was in the middle of the course, mm. I went to Spain, and I actually did. Training with you. Yeah, yeah, in you did. Spain. Yeah, with all yeah. the tennis courts. And yeah. The <laughs> yeah, I was at the Dell Academy, but the, um, yeah, which was great. But you're not doing that now, are you, though? So no, no. So the, the focus now, I'm back in London. Now I'm living back here. We've got London workshops. We do one, one month, one month, one. <laughs> we do one once a month <laughs> at, um, at the W in yeah. uh, Leicester Square. Right. So, which is great, which is great for London. And then I'm at the minute I'm writing, I'm writing stretch programs. Yeah. And how follow. many people can go on that course in the W in London? How many? Not, um, is it a course or is it no, just, they're just a day? Yeah, they're one. They're monthly workshops. Right. Yeah. So, so I like think one, one a month. Yeah, there's one yeah, a month. I think yeah, March has gone, April's gone. I think there's a couple of spots in May. June's gone, and there's mm. a couple of spots in July. And how many people does that take? It's that? just there's 15 people, mm. and yeah, we basically just stretch for yeah. like an hour and a half, which is awesome. And what about, so for anyone that's listening, if anybody wants to take part in what you're doing, mm-hmm. how else can they train um, with you or through Yeah, you? so yeah, it's probably like 50 different ways. So really, really quickly, they can join my mailing list and then they, that's roger.coach and they can hear everything about what I'm doing and I, I always post everything on that first. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram, which every week I put up videos of how to improve something. Well, every day you're doing something on Yeah, it, pretty much. chatting to people. Yeah, besides about. chatting, <laughs> like, like doing stories where I interact with people more and then mm. also they can do follow along videos. But follow along on YouTube. Um, I've also got the book, which is like a tenner on mm. Amazon and or any decent bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not eBay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only, only decent bookstores stock it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's that. Um, what else? I think that's it. And yeah. Then, yeah, there's a book and then, yeah. Um, so the course that I did is actually a book. And then the workshops. Oh, yeah. The workshops. So people can't do the course through the Zoom thing anymore. No. 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 Do you think you'll resurrect that at some point? Or I mean, it... maybe. It was, it was... Do you know what? It was more that people were asking for it. And now I've, I've realised in life, don't do what people ask, ever. <laughs> just, do, just do your own thing. Yeah. Because... Do you know what? So many people ask me, and then I did it, and then I was like, hey guys, I've done it now. And they're like, oh, sorry, we're, kind of, yeah, you know, we're not doing it now. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, do you know what? I literally took ages to set all that up, and I was just yeah. like, oh, oh, we are. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, it's, more, it's just more the focus now is the workshops and creating these stretch programs that people can take to the gym. It literally, they, they're A to B stretch programs. So it'll just be like 10 steps to touching your toes. 
over six months, which is a realistic uh, time if yeah. you're consistent throughout. And then the stretch stretches get more intense every mm. month. Mm. So you move and you move through levels, and then I have to tick you off to make sure you get to the next level. Right. So you right. need to achieve a certain level before you can move on to the next exercises. Mm. Yeah. But so instead of you know how you get like on Instagram with transformations. Like yeah. I look like this now. I look like this. This is I can't touch my toes. I can touch my toes. I can't sit in a squat. I can sit in a squat. So it's literally the goal is to get you there. Yeah. Regardless of what you look like. This yeah, is, this it's is not about your physique, is it? No. Drastically change that. Yeah. Which is what I actually really like about what you do because, it, it, I don't know, sometimes those like, you know, this was me three months ago, this is me three months now. I think in a way, whilst they're great for those people that have done it, mm. for other people it can be fucking depressing because mm. they're a bit like, oh, that's, I'm never going to do that. Whereas what you do is not about that. It's just about, look, I can help you move better yeah. and be more flexible, which in turn is going to be better for you just generally. Yeah, in life. And it doesn't yeah. matter. As, as we said earlier, everyone's different with their genetics. Mm. And, you know, I've, I've trained people who would, who would be considered overweight mm. that move way better than I do. They can mm. do way better. I had this gymnastic coach I was working with he was like completely out of shape mm -hmm. yeah his movement was just awesome yeah but i think that's awesome i'm like i don't care like i'm looking have you seen the way this guy moves <laughs> it's just like it's epic yeah. so I'm, you're not actually going you need to lose weight ever no i don't advise it ever you won't see weight loss in any email that i ever write mm -hmm. on anything as you move better you will lose weight but it will be a byproduct of yeah that it won't be a direct goal yeah. For for me, I don't I don't believe weight loss should. I mean, yeah, for some people, that's what they want to do. That's up to them. But I don't believe there's anything at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. It's like, and then what? But what what can you do? I'm all about what can you do with your body. Yeah. Yeah, you look good, but can you touch your toes? And it always it comes back to when I was modelling in Milan. I was rolling down the catwalk with a six pack. I couldn't touch my toes. I couldn't sit in a squat. I couldn't even do the basic functional stuff that I could do. Yeah. Pre weights. So for me, it's all about, so whenever people walk into my class, I'm just like, where, where are you now? What can you do? Where are we going? So it's all, it's all about, yeah, let's see. We, yeah. Everyone asks, like, what are we going to be doing in the class? I guarantee you'll leave more flexible. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you're going to sit in stretches and I'm going to make you sit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's it. <laughs> People are like, yeah, but yeah, like literally every single person says to me, yeah, yeah, but I'm really inflexible. And I'm like, I know. That's why you should come. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, it's, there's no prerequisite for yeah. you coming. You don't need to get flexible and then come. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> It doesn't yeah. work like, that let me way. Get flexible first. No, but literally yeah. people do. They're yeah, like, oh, yeah. I was going to come to one ages ago, but I wasn't very flexible. Yeah, just, that, that makes no sense mm. at all. It's a bit like when I used to do yoga all the time. I'd say to people, come with me. They're like, yeah, but I can't do it. I'm like, that's why I need to yeah. come. So you, you learn. Because <laughs> when I first went, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's funny people's mentality with that. Isn't yeah, it? they go with it. They're like, oh. I'll get more flexible first. But how are you going to do that if you don't come to the? <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. So it's it's yeah. really about like the yeah the classes and all the programs now are, f are for beginners. It's yeah. For, I say beginners. People, everyone moved really well when they were younger. So mm. it's they're just relearning what. what I suppose that's the other thing, isn't it? What you do, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You can have a class full of people. Mm. And everyone can be at a different level of flexibility, but it doesn't actually matter for you as a. 
the teacher thing. No, and you'll get someone who's like really good at sitting in a squat, like naturally, and it's just like they haven't really trained for it, but they're just yeah. sitting in this awesome squat. You're like, how are you doing that? But then I'll move them to another exercise, and then suddenly they're like way behind, and they're yeah. like, and I'm just like, look, this is an example. They're very flexible at this, or they're very naturally good at this, mm. but we've switched on to something else, and they're like lagging behind. So yeah. you you'll find that your flexibility is good in one way but it's not good in another yeah. and that's what so what is important for me to make it all round like make it, your shoulders should be as flexible as your fucking hips yeah, yeah. you also do a thing on Insta story don't you where you talk a bit about food and what you're eating and stuff like that and I know before we started recording we were chatting a little bit about um, the mental aspect of what you do mm-hmm. well, you said when you train yourself you switch off mm-hmm. and your brain just you don't think about anything else. And I I was saying to you, you know, I when I go and have my tennis lesson for that hour, I just completely switch off. And I think this for me is why any kind of movement, coaching or training or anything like that is just really good mentally for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what you're doing is as well with your insoles, you're kind of giving people, the, the thing is, it's not like you're going, I'm a nutritionist and this is what I think you should eat, but you're advising, aren't you? And sort mm-hmm. of saying to people, this is great, this isn't so great. But at the same time, you will still have a nice coffee with loads of cream on and whatever, because yeah. I've seen you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm actually trying to get a better diet. Because yeah. my, my, my diet is, yeah, it's awful. Mm. So, but would you say, well, I guess what I'm trying to say with this is, is would you say what you're doing is, is good for people mentally as well, as physical? Uh, the thing is, is this, is we, we talk more about how how when kids learn to move and I'll talk about this in talks but you, you find, you'll find it so relevant in terms of like um, mental health and the whole mind aspect when when kids teach themselves how to move they do that before they can speak yeah. before they can even speak words so technically when they're teaching themselves how to move they don't have a brain that's constantly thinking mm-hmm. like all the time right, right now like as adults, we're just constantly thinking and, you know... We get distracted. Yeah, yeah, the the whole brain's going mad, but kids don't have that. But what's going on in their head is pretty much silence. So they're really in tune with their body in terms of feeling, and they're very good at feeling, very good at understanding things in terms of movement. Not very academic yet, and I'm not very academic, which I think puts me (laughs) really, like, um, like, puts me quite ahead in terms of feeling I'm really good at understanding my body really good at like feeling my body yeah but I don't uh, I'm not very good in terms of um, or I don't really like to you know to spend a lot of time writing even though I do and I have to yeah so when when especially when you get people that have a very busy mind or stressed or have busy lifestyles and you force them into a place where they can't do that or they have to just get in touch with their body there's it's really awesome for you because you just get to switch off. Yeah. In the book I talk about, I, I use consciousness, but mm. you, you can call it mindfulness. Yeah. You can, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't really matter what, what words you, you use. When you're in a stretch, all you need to focus on is the sensation of the stretch. Mm. And there, you know, the less you talk about it, the, the better it is because there's, yeah. there's nothing to really talk about. Yeah. For me personally, yeah, when I'm stretching, mm. like I'm just... I'm in the zone. I'm yeah. in this complete zone. I don't talk to people. I don't put my phone on. Like even even if you see me filming for Instagram or, or my stories, 
that's never me training. Mm. When I train, there's no phone, there's no talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I advise people to train on their own. Mm. Like, don't train with, you know, classes are great, mm. but also spend some time where you're just, just by yourself. Yeah. With no mm. one in the room. Like, even you know, get, get your kids out, get your husband, wife out, you know, whoever yeah. it is, get rid of them. Yeah. Get the cat out, get the dog out. Mm. Yeah, it looks funny on Instagram when you've got this dog running around, <laughs> but you know, get rid of them yeah. and just spend some time just focusing. We're focusing, isn't it, on what yeah. you're doing? That's the thing. Stretching or sensations in the body is a great way to access mindfulness. Mm. Mindfulness could be like watching the thoughts like clouds. It can be described that way, but it also can be described as you're, when you watch the sensation of a stretch or mm. when you focus so much on a stretch, you can't think about anything else. Mm. So therefore, you can never be stressed. You can never be angry. You can never feel depressed mm. because everything is completely focused on sensations. Yeah. It's I know for, like, personally, having suffered from anxiety for so long and over the years, that when I am more anxious, my whole body goes much tighter. That's one of the sensations that generally happens. So me actually flexing, being trying to be more flexible and sort of untightening the body is actually better for me mm. mentally as well. Do you know what I mean? So when I was doing your course, I mean, there'll be some mornings I'd wake up and think, okay, I've got to do this, it's fine. But if my brain was much more worrying, you know, whizzing around with loads of thoughts before we'd start, I usually found by the end of the hour that had completely gone. So that was great. relaxed. Yeah, because I was actually more relaxed because I'd f- f- moved everything and stretched it. And from that stretching, things become more relaxed. Mm. So just in general. So, you know, it was great in that respect. So um, what I want to ask you now, Roger, is for somebody who doesn't like exercise, what would be your minimum recommendations? Okay. When you, if you're saying you don't like exercise, I would want to challenge that like instantly mm. because we're, we're all born you that way. The thing is, is I don't really like exercise, but I mm. like movement, and th- and there is a massive difference between mm. the two. We we are natural movement. Every, if you look at the human body, everything about us, we have joints that move. Yeah. Right from our fingertips to our toes, they're joints, and there's blood constantly flowing through our bodies. We we are evolved to move. Um, I don't really like exercises. You won't ever see me doing sets of press ups or pull ups. Mm. So I get like where your sister's coming from. I don't really like that. I don't mm. really like that kind of part of fitness. Yeah. Which is people working out. Um, and most of the exercises I do are quite static and still. Mm. So for someone just starting, you already all you need to do is just ask yourself a few questions. Am I comfortable sitting on the floor? Like as you said earlier. Mm. Or does do my knees dig in? And so, really, you want to be undoing that. Can I sit on the floor comfortably? Can I get up off the floor without using my hands? Which is a, a great test, one they use as a, as, a, as a posture test, one to determine dementia. Um, okay. Can I, yeah? Um, can I stand on one foot? I can send you some studies over. Yeah. Can I balance on one foot? So, it's, don't see it as exercise. See it as a test. It's your insurance for as you get older. I mean, we're very good at putting money away for when we get older, yeah. right? But we, but suddenly, what's the point of having loads of money when you get older if you can't go, you haven't got a body to do to yeah. do anything? No, it's true. But it's the reality, you know. I've and I've seen people who are awesome movers at like 70, 80 years old that have literally dedicated, you know, a couple of times a week to mm-hmm. go to a yoga class or to do a little bit of stretching or 
and you know you really see the rewards yeah. later and the opposite is true you see people that just they're like I'm going to deal with it later mm. when later comes it's you're, you're not going to deal with it yeah. like you're sitting on the floor is going to like sitting cross-legged your knees are going to hurt you're, you, you're literally your body is just constantly clothing you down mm. every day and the more you put it off the worse it's going to get yeah so you have to deal with it now mm-hmm. and literally so whatever it takes do something get yourself into a class watch one of your videos yeah, yeah. watch one of my videos Something. yeah just yeah. start anywhere that's yeah. a, there's 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 loads of free stuff that i have on yeah. youtube so this yeah. does, doesn't need to be costly yeah. i show you i've got a free video series which people can get and it shows you how to do an exercise with two chairs yeah What's your YouTube channel, Roger? Just Roger yeah, Frampton. just Roger Frampton. Yeah, people can watch my TED talk. Well, they'll understand. Yeah, they'll understand a little bit more about like the theory behind um, what I do. Yeah. But yeah, I said try try not to. Um, I wouldn't even use the word exercise. No, try it's to, the wrong just, terminology, just, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's. It'd be like from the outside view, from someone looking in to my Instagram, they would be like, "Yeah, he's a fitness guy." Yeah. And yeah, there, there is definitely that crossover. I use the word fitness just to relate to people because of yeah. movement that can be seen. Does that annoy you, though, in a way? Um, well, with the TED Talk, I kind of dismissed the fitness industry. I yeah. said, to, like, I, don't, I don't like what they're doing. Yeah. I don't like that their fitness tests are flawed. Yeah. That everything's about looking good when there's, that's not looking at the function of how somebody moves. Mm. Like, you can have the best six-pack in the world. There's no guarantee you can do anything with it. Yeah. Like that's all That's all come about through, through you know, the film industry and mm. people wanting to look a certain way and thinking that, that when they do, there's, it's just it's the whole eternal happiness is somewhere. And, you know, we're not... We're not designed to have eight-hour days where we sit stare at desks and we stare at computers and sit yeah. at desks. If you're doing that, you could, there has to be some something that you're doing outside of that to try yeah. to reverse some of that. Yeah. Cool. Because yeah, it's a uh, it's a. Dark. So what's next then? What's Where's next? Time to go next. Um, <laughs> just I'm just writing. It's it's. A, I constantly put videos up on Instagram, and that's more. It's more to find out what's working for people and what's not. So I'm constantly um, reacting to what people are using more and more. Mm-hmm. And I think the best, two of the best videos I ever did, one was like how to get your squat back. I think that really resonated with some people and just beginners exercises. Mm-hmm. And because I, I don't feel, I feel like everyone's not doing that. It's because I feel like the more flexible you get or the more advanced you get, you start not wanting to work with beginners. Mm-hmm. Because every, because it's such a big gap, yeah. you forget the real the, the realism that mm. people can't touch their toes. Yeah, and you, and I start work seeing other yoga people, and they're doing like press to handstand and all this fancy stuff, and then you start doing all that, and then you realize, oh, we're left behind the beginners again, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you get stuck in this world where you're yeah. only working with people that are like advanced, or you're mm. going to these gymnastic classes. And everyone's doing a handstand. Yeah. And but that's not the reality. That's the reality on Instagram. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very different reality. Yeah. To, to, you know, to, to yeah. what's real. So, yeah. um, just really focusing on putting up beginner stuff. Just and more, just trying to get people into it. Mm. And I think what's great about you, which people should know about, is that you will talk to people. People can ask you questions, and especially mm. on your Insta story, because you open that up, don't you? you yeah. Say, yeah. Anyone got any questions about what I'm doing? And da, 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 da. 
and actually to be able to have that communication with you is really important I think yeah people are surprised they're like oh my god I bought a book and now I can talk directly to the author and I'm like yeah exactly it's 2019 it's yeah, just like yeah. you don't need years ago when you bought a book you'd never even see the your person's face yeah. people can buy it they can go online and they can go hey Roger I'm working on page 35 mm-hmm. um, and I'm you know my knee hurts I'm like right do, 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 do this done so any sensible question? Any <laughs> <laughs> sensible Not like question? Going for dinner or something? No, no, exactly. We go for the weekend. Yeah, there'll be loads of small stalk you. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> don't come with hey, how are you? <laughs> Just ask me something. It's something yeah. about me. As long as it's got something to do with movement. I'm yeah, yeah, you're yeah, there. Which is which is brilliant. I think that's yeah. what's very different about what you do that you're so accessible right that's it's it's all I do (laughs) apart from that I don't really have a life I don't well we do but yeah I don't really do I don't really do anything well actually because you know what that leads because I'm going to stop talking about what you do now (laughs) (laughs) stuffing you right there and I'm because to finish off I do like rapid fire questions alright and the first question is what do you do in your spare time besides stretching (laughs) (laughs) What do I do in my spare time besides stretching and think, think about stretching? <laughs> um, that's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's terrible. Mm. It's, 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 it is my life. There's not really anything else. But do you have any hobbies? Stretching. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Like, Swiftly moving on. I like, no, I like, I like music. I like house music. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, you yeah. Dance. Do you like that dance? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I like, I like, I like raves. Like, oh, do you? yeah. Do you ever been to the Egg? Which is not. It's not I, well, I live up down the road from it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I haven't been there for quite a long time. Right. So I worked there for three years. No way. Yeah. Wow. So um, I drive past that place sometimes if I'm working on a Sunday, <laughs> and you're going to work, and you should see people staggering around the streets like King's Cross near the egg just literally like wandering around like they have no, no clue where they are or where yeah. they're going it always makes me laugh yeah, I was I, think was I, I like that person once <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah no that's that's my kind of like escape I'd like to I like to party hard <laughs> yeah. yeah I love partying hard because yeah. because again it's not I'm not really I'm not really in the fitness industry. I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> yeah. just doing movement. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, my escape, which is one of the reasons I work with the W. The whole the W concept is about work hard, play hard. It's about yeah. detox, retox. Mm-hmm. So I did a retreat with them, and like everyone was turning up to the <laughs> classes, just crazy hungover because it's uh, partying hard, but then also yeah. you're taking the time to. It's relax. like the counterbalance of the party, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, this is. I talked to Rosemary Focus about that because she does a lot of like hangover cures on her right. Instagram and stuff. But I said to her, I kind of like it because it's real. People do go out and get pissed and have a laugh, and then the next day think, oh, I need to be trying to be healthy. You know what I mean? So I just drank my weight in vodka or whatever. <laughs> but um, but yeah, she's always putting things up. But what I love about it as well, she'd always say like, I've done this because two nights ago I was out. This is what I needed to do. You love so that. it's real. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, what is your favourite food? Pizza, burgers, burgers. Oh, burgers. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was actually a question later on. I was going to go burger or salad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd say like, burgers, pizza, burger. macaroni, cheese, anything yeah. brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your guilty pleasure? Um, 
pizzas, burgers, and pizzas, burgers, and anything round. Right? Um, um, yeah. <laughs> and where's your favourite place to go out and eat? And eat. Um, if I said to you now, right, Roger, we can go out and eat. Where do you want to go? Where would you go? You can go anywhere you want. Oh, I like the um, Honest Burger. They've got the Beyond. They've got the Beyond Burger. Mm. So like, I'm veggie. So like anywhere that does a good veggie. What's the Beyond Burger? Beyond Burger is basically like this vegan burger. Which is it was big in America. I think it's DiCaprio's one. Right. But yeah, it actually tastes like meat, which is quite. You need to try Rose Ferguson's one, the filth burger. Right. Okay. It's where 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 does she sell it? They're about to roll it out in all the Soho houses, but then also, so if you go to Soho House soon, you're going to get it. Okay. Um, the guys who own Soho House have opened up all these motels, starting to open up these motels called Molly's, which is all up and down the country, and it's going to be in there. And and I have to check our website because okay. they're rolling it out slowly. That's but, awesome. Um, I have a look. So yeah, so many companies now are doing um yeah vegan and veggie burgers, which yeah. is good because I miss that. Yeah, <laughs> I miss that in <laughs> veggie. So it's it's good that yeah, yeah they're, they're doing all of that now. Who would you like to play you in a film of your life? Someone's got to be someone really stretchy, isn't it? Someone that can bend a lot. Like me, yeah, four year old. But is there somebody that you, is there like an actor that you were like, I wish they, like, if there were, ever there was a film about you? No, I'd just get a kid. You'd just get a kid. <laughs> like, like, move, move well. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. care about anyone and, <laughs> it'll probably be, um, what's his name, who's the kid that danced in the film? Oh, with Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot, there you go. <laughs> Jamie Bell. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, I look, now. Yeah, apparently I look like, yeah. Do you? I don't know, I don't really see it. No, like, you look like Jamie Bell. No, you don't watch it. What makes you annoyed? Just things not going my way. Right. No, it's, it's more any annoyance is just at myself because mm. it's, it's not good enough. Yeah. Have you got a beauty regime? No. No. Okay. I don't know, but it's interesting because I get that question. I use one product for my hair and for my face. So you have got a beauty regime then? Yeah, well, just one product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's Diprobase ointment. Oh, right. Yeah. What's that? Basically, it's just like an emollient. Okay. But it's and like, you put it in your hair as well? Put it in my hair, so I've got, as you'll see, like crazy. Yeah. Well, I've done your hair. Yeah, exactly. So it's crazy frizzy. So yeah. I put on, I put this emollient in my hair, and then I put a hat on, because that's what you do, right? That's what you do, right? <laughs> <laughs> put the hat on, and then then everyone's like, why are you wearing a hat? Especially in like 30 degrees. Yeah. 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 And then it's, then it's perfect. So yeah, so that's the beauty regime is... Diprobase oil followed by hat. Cool. Um, have you ever done anything illegal? No. Well, hang, hang, on, the, hang, on, the, <laughs> hang on the drain. Hang on the drain. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I think it is illegal. <laughs> well, yeah. Hang, hanging on the tube, yeah. squatting in public. Yeah. What's your karaoke song of choice if you, if you did karaoke? No, because I don't really. Well, it's raised, there's I no listen, vocals. Yeah, there's no so. vocals. Yeah. I just, we, I just listen to house. There's no vocal yeah. at all. Yeah. And finally, <laughs> what's the last book you read besides your own? <laughs> if you're into reading, you need to read A New Earth. A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle or Tolle. And what's that about? Um, it's about consciousness. It's about mm. awakening your conscious mind. It's quite deep, but it works perfectly in terms of. Training your body, right? And if if you want 
If you, yeah, just I oh, just read it. Freaking awesome. Yeah. I'm, just I'm, fucking, yeah, read fucking read it. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you're trying to like, it's almost like you're trying to tell a joke a comedian done. Yeah. You just like just watch it. Just it's watch just it. way funny. I hate doing that. Don't you? You know, people trying to go. Yeah, there's this brilliant program and it's like this, and you see people looking at you a bit like. You're not selling it at all. No, <laughs> just just watch it. Yeah, yeah th- don't listen to my interpretation of it at all. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. We're done. Thanks. Cool. Richard. Thanks very much. Amazing. Thanks for having me. Um, no, thanks for doing this. And also, um, hopefully, people that are listening will want to come and train and stretch and become more flexible. Boom. Well, that's what it's all about. What they it's just all need to about. move like you once could. Move like what? Move like you once could. Move like you once could. That's that the possible? motto. Yeah, that, well, that was the name of the TED talk. It's called Move, uh, like, move like You Once Could. Right. Yeah. yeah, TED talk. Mm. You should watch your TED talk too, right? Yeah, it's, it's a good starting place in terms mm. of um, in terms of understanding the thinking behind. Because that was actually a, a prolific moment for you, wasn't it, doing that TED talk? Do you feel like that people, a lot more people found out about what you were yeah, doing? Yeah, I think that's what really grew my audience because I think it's on... 1.5 million mm. right now, which is, is one of the, I think it's the number 120 most watched ever TED mm. Talks. Yeah, mm. which is freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, yeah, just, but obviously it's a topic that resonated with a lot of people and the whole, the book came from that and a lot of things I've done has come from, yeah. from just standing up on stage and saying, you know, sitting down and just trying us, we need to squat more. Yeah. Yeah. But there's more to it, so you need to. You have to watch you it. Have to watch it. <laughs> it's 13 minutes. Wicked. Brilliant. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you much. Cheers, Neil. Cheers. Thank you for listening to In Bed with Neil Moody. If you want to get in bed with me again and another of my guests, then you can subscribe to my podcast on all the regular platforms to ensure that you don't miss an episode. There are other episodes already available to listen to if you want to hear more straight away. Thanks for listening.